Spokane, and welcome back to another episode of Ever Real Talks. It's a toasty one today in Spokane, Washington. It's supposed to get up to 90 degrees. Ugh. So I'll be I, staying inside until it's like super late in the evening. And yeah, probably so. I, don't I will say the heat super well. The heat in Spokane is awesome. I was talking to a broker out of North Carolina earlier this week who's moving up to this part of the country, and 90 degrees in Spokane is nothing close to what they have down there. It's just humid and gross. Yeah, the humidity is Sorry, if you live in North Carolina, it's not gross where you live. They're not listening to us in North Carolina. They might be because they're all moving to Spokane. (laughs) I get it. Okay, I get that. I get that. Uh, But because it's so hot, what a perfect... Uh, we're going to be talking about waterfront properties yes. today, mm-hmm. um, and perfect segue for you into what you're going to be talking about, mm-hmm. one of our favorite waterfront neighborhoods in Spokane, Millwood. Millwood, such a cute little And it's area. not just a neighborhood, it's, it's a, a city. T- yeah, it's a town. It's its own, I always say call it a town, because it's kind of small. It's the city. If you see the sign, it says the city of Millwood that welcomes is true. you. That is true. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history of Millwood today. I did my research, as usual. And, of course, the first people to be in the Millwood area are the Spokane Indians. They um, wintered by the Spokane River in that area. Um, They set up their lodges um, for drying the salmon. And, you know, of course, because of the river there, it was a a slow part of the river, so able to catch a lot of fish. And um, It's so so difficult to imagine what the river was like that long ago because for our entire existence, Mm -hmm. the rivers all around us have been just full of dams, so we don't even have context. I know. That would be one of those, like... Time travel moments. Yes, if I had a time (laughs) machine, I would love to see some things like i would love to see not just in pictures but in like and now i'm being super geeky but i would love to see that Speaking stuff of super geeky didn't you get a book this week called how to build a time machine i did it's so all... maybe we will yeah and i did get that book and i'm very interested my brother zach uh, recommended totally, it <clears throat> to totally me embarrassed about it now all right so if time machine rivers yes that's where the native americans went yes correct then, of course, we had, in the late 1800s, you had settlers start to come into the area. Um, now, between 1900 and 1910, Spokane itself, so we're talking Spokane area, doubled its population. So because of that, we started seeing like those places push out outside of that downtown core. And so um, Millwood was one of those places where you started to see some population growth. Now, Seth and Joseph Woodard, so father and son, and I can't remember which one is the father and which one is the son, so my you apologies. You can look it up. Um, Google that. They had um, the land where Millwood area is now, and what they did is they enticed the Coeur d'Alene Spokane um, Railroad Company by offering them a free right-of-way through their land, and then in return, the railroad company made a stop right there called Woodard. Okay. Okay. And um, that stop then subsequently became the town's name, Woodards. And what happened was roads started going in then from that stop to um, various places. And then they had the bridge. And so it would go into kind of the vast agricultural area, which was north of Millwood where it stands now. So here's a kind of a fun fact. Can you just give Fun me a guess? Facts Fun with fact, Jessica. <laughs> we should have a little. What is the there. first? What is the first? I'm, not, I'm gonna cover up my notes here. First business in Millwood. A paper mill. 
That is incorrect. Oh, do I get two guesses? No, you. Oh, sure. A brewery. No, <laughs> incorrect again. The first business well, was listen, a pickle factory. Pickle factory. Yes, and it's actually was the original um, business that is now the site of the mill. Pickle a factory. Pickle factory. I can pickle Pretty that. Funny. I. Can. I can pickle that. Um, so the new mill began producing paper in 1911. Um, the mill has been extremely important to the town. Um, they they actually requested that the the town be changed, the name be changed from Woodward Wood Woodards. Thank you, Woodards, <laughs> to Milltown. But the railroad said, ah, we don't feel so great about that. The you know, the Woodards are the reason that we're here. So they said, let's make a compromise. And that's why we have Mill Wood. Oh, there you go. There you go. Um, How interesting. An advertisement from back in that time says this, and I love this. The mill employs 127 men with 8,300 in monthly payroll. 127 people for $8,300 every month. It was an enticement to say, hey, come on over. And actually, a lot of the people that came to the mill were from other mill towns. It wasn't necessarily people from Spokane that came to work at the mill. It was from, I want to say Wisconsin or something like that. So big groups of people came from other mill towns to Spokane because they saw opportunity there. <clears throat> what, so, do you have any idea what uh, paper company or, or lumber company was providing most of the lumber I don't. for that? You'll have to look that up. Yourself. Google time. Yeah, it's time for Google. Um, the Argonne Bridge was built in 1920, and it was named after the Argonne Forest in France hmm. in honor of the local boys who fought and died in the Battle of Argonne Forest during September of 1918 in World War One. I. I had no idea. I had no clue either. Interesting. Argonne Forest in France. Um, the Millwood Park, the city park, so originally Inland Empire Paper Company developed its grounds to function as a town park. So the company planted trees, they built this, the circular pool for cooling off in the summer, they had a bandstand, um, and they would present their own, and so families from the area would come and spend their you know summer evenings there at the park and listen to music and have the kids play. Um, and then is after... That, is the, like, the bandstand gazebo-y type stuff still there no. I, I haven't been to i, I don't, don't know if i've ever so. been to that park honestly you've never been to that park i don't think so it's one of those parks that, in your backyard kind of places right. that you never go right so let me let me give you a little more history the um in world war ii the housing demand was so high that they started constructing then in the area and including around the park so that's when you started seeing the actual um houses crop up and like little plats hmm. of houses around the area. And here is where my personal history intersects with Millwood. My great, what? my great grandmother, who I dearly loved, her name was Julia. She lived across the street from the park. And so in the 1980s, when I was just a little girl, we would go and um, spend time with her. And then we would be able to just go right across the street to the park and play and they could see us like literally from the living room why did she move to millwood i think she moved there i can't remember if it was because of my grandfather living in the area or your, vice versa would have been your great-grandfather right no my grandfather oh like she came there 
this wasn't like her first stop. Yeah. See, now my family's going to listen to this and then say, Jessica, you've got it all wrong. But <laughs> here's what I here's what I will say. I will say that... She was the covered wagon grandma, she right? She is the covered gra- wagon grandmother. She came across in one of the last covered wagon um, uh, trains that came across. She lived in that house alone until she was in her late 90s. She died at 99. I think by that time her daughter was living with her. She was an absolute... She was a rock star. Absolutely loved her. So um, it took the Everybody city. Everybody seems to talk about Great Grandma Julia. Yeah, she's a lot pretty of, awesome. Uh, she's pretty awesome. So it took the city from 1945 to 1954 to finish all the improvements in the park. So it took them a long time. And they had lots of ideas, including they wanted to put in not just the wading pool, but they wanted to put in a regular pool and tennis courts. And they had a really big plans. And here is another fun thing. This is really fun for me. I was doing all of my research on this, and I'm reading through the different articles and stuff, and I came across across this. I ran into this quote about the wading pool, and then they give um, the credit to who the quote was from. Read the quote. And it's my grandfather. Oh, it's not an exciting quote. I didn't put it in. <laughs> but it was my grandfather. I was like, oh, my gosh, that's my grandfather. Father, apparently, I did not know this, he was the commercial club president, and so he was like one of the people that helped to develop that park. I learned that today. Wow. I know. That's interesting. I, I love that. So my, my grandfather. The commercial club president. Yes. A county commissioner. Well, that was the, so no, here's what happened then. It, it had in parentheses that he became the Washington State Insurance Commissioner from 1968 to 1976. So my grandfather actually went to college at Gonzaga, got his law degree, and started his own practice in Millwood. His little office still stands on Euclid, just west of Argonne, those like kind of um, brick um, storefronts that are there on, on Euclid. Yeah. okay. So that's where he started. Um, and like I said, he became the insurance commissioner, and he actually helped end the practice of redlining here in Washington state because insurance companies would not write policies to what they called uh, ethnic ghettos, which means no insurance, no home loan. So he stopped, he helped stop from the insurance side wow. ending that. I know. Wow. That comes You guys, circle. this is a lot of stuff to take in in one day. <laughs> <laughs> you should brush up on your family history I mean, I mean, a little I bit I did more. know, I did know about that, but I didn't, I didn't really think I was going to bring this into until I saw his name there and connected to Millwood. Sure. It was not my purpose. It just happened That's to funny. me. Wow. So after the, after the war, housing um, in the area grew and the demand then for stores and shops grew with it. And so that's where we come with um, Millwood's downtown area. Now, there were some places. There was like a restaurant and uh, I can't remember all the things that they had downtown before this, but certainly this was the moment where all of that downtown really kind of came into its own. So the core neighborhood was listed as a national on the National Historic Register. So it's the Millwood Historic District in 2001. So it's actually part of, you know, our national historic, historic history. Registry. Yeah. Wow. Um, and according, so last little fact here is according to the two, 2010 census, Millwood had a population of 1,000 786 people. It's just such an interesting, the fact that it was a municipality right. so early. I think they, I, I'm sorry, I didn't put this in here, but I think it was 1927 when, when they, they incorporated. Okay. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's why it's such a tiny little town is that it was a tiny little town, you know, whatever, 
15 miles away right. from Spokane. I'm making that distance up, but a distance from yeah. Spokane. And then as Spokane sprawled out through the through the valley right. and toward the, the Idaho border, it just kind of surrounded the city yeah. of Millwood. Yeah. And yeah, and, and now it's its own little thing, and it's still just an adorable there, yeah, little area. It's still got so, a spe- special. So it's great, wonderful place. Like, yes. What's to love about Millwood? Let's, what are the let's talk to... about what's to love about Millwood. So first of all, the park. It has a wonderful community park. That so, obviously I need to go visit. Now, something that I know um, that you will love is Millwood Brewing. Which is and, a newer... Uh, they took over yeah. a building and renovated that. It's really that. cool. Super cool building. It's a very cool building. You've been there. I've been there a couple times. I have times. not we been there. We did an office event there maybe a year ago now. But. Yeah. Um, uh, bottles, which is wine and beer. Now, is that a store? It's a storefront, and now they've got a tasting room. So the cool mm-hmm. story with bottles is it used to be right by the uh, Rocket Bakery, kind of right in those kind of short mm-hmm. buildings with the green roofs. Like it had uh, a section in there. And it recently moved to the old Millwood Bank. Mm. And so now they're in one of those really old historic buildings. And the old bank vault is where they have all their cellar wines. So So I haven't even had a chance to be there since they moved. Because they only moved maybe six or nine, well, probably nine months ago now. Yeah. Um, And so... Uh, so they do have some some taps and and yeah. craft special craft beers and it's yeah. a it's a pretty neat cool little place and I'm excited to see what they've done with the new one. So one of I'm gonna skip one and I want to <coughs> go to my, one of my favorite places, which is and I should say places but companies in Spokane and that's Rocket Bakery. So I remember I was house sitting in the 1990s with my friend and it was the first time I'd ever been to Rocket Bakery. We went down there and got some treat and it was a tiny. The tiniest little bakery, but they, you know, obviously had cooked everything fresh. And even though I don't go to the, I've only been to that bakery there a couple of times, we have a Rocket Bakery in our neighborhood. And so we visit there quite a bit. And I, I do. They have, Rocket Bakery has several. A great, little, it's such they, their, a wonderful their whole Spokane thing is like kind store. Of, um, we, we should be giving a shout out to Rocket on our Facebook. But we I mean, we've got one on for, kind of the 14th Lower South Hill. They've got one up on Garland. There's one downtown um, over over uh, just by Maple over there. Yeah. And then I think they have one way up north um, as well. Hmm. So, and then Argonne. And- I just love it because what it is, is it's this wonderful local place that, that branched out and then was able to take these little neighborhood, um, you know, and, and make little neighborhood bakeries yeah. for, for a bunch of communities, which I really, really love. Arborcrest. Is Arborcrest really technically in... It's, it's not, not in, in Millwood. Millwood. But if you live in Millwood, okay. you could ride your bike to Arborcrest. So. That would be a huffing and puffing for me to it's get up a, that hill. It's a cool place. You can't talk about Millwood without talking about being close to Arborcrest. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. And I think the rest of these places, when you're talking about what's to love about Millwood, is yeah. where it's located in relation to the rest of the stuff on yeah. the list here. Yeah, you got Centennial Trail... You got, you're really close to Mount Spokane, Green Bluff. For me, I mean, the river itself. Yeah. The fact that you're, you know, you can. Not too far down the road. I mean, there's, there's public um, spaces on, not on sure, either side of our the... can... We know somebody who actually lives on the river and, you know, they, they never lived on a river before. And now that they live on the river, they've got all these, you know, paddle boards and kayaks, you know, kayaks and... and what's that thing called? The one that yeah, you stand on. That's a paddle board. Oh, that's a paddleboard. I was thinking those ones that you like put your feet on. Blah, blah, blah. That would be a paddle, paddle boat. Paddle boat. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Paddle. 
Um, the other two things that I love and I think are important to understand is that that historic district down there is just wonderful. And it really is kind of the heart of Millwood and the charm of Millwood and all the trees. Like they really, just like um, the parks here in Spokane, they really did a good job at planting those leafy trees. And so you get all that wonderful shade and all the different neighborhoods. And I love the streets are are interesting and there's not always sidewalks there but there's there's definitely a feeling of yeah. community in all of those yeah it's a pretty tight community if you're from millwood there's a loyalty i guess you yeah. can say to that and a pride area. and i think yeah. a pride of the area that they live in so so instead of a featured home today what we decided to do is do a featured neighborhood which is obviously millwood and so if you go to our facebook page what we did is we um we basically created a an active property search for the millwood neighborhood so you can see everything that's available in millwood right now yeah um there is one at least one uh that jumped out at me when i was checking the search out and making sure it was working right there is a riverfront property mm -hmm. right now which we're about to talk about oh, waterfront yeah. properties for sale it's <laughs> it's a measly nine hundred and ninety eight thousand five hundred dollars chuck change um so check it out uh even if that means you just want to click through the pictures because it's a super it's cool place. fun it's always fun to look at those kinds of houses uh so let's just talk about some of the stats about millwood sure uh, 42 homes sold in the last six months okay uh their median days on market six days Ooh. Fast. Pops up fast. Yeah. Uh, median sales price two hundred and fifty five thousand. That's part of the reason things move mm. quickly is because it's a very affordable right. neighborhood in general. And it's important to note that that two fifty five is taking out the highest and lowest because we're going to tell you the highest right. and the lowest here. You got to think that those are not in that. So that two twenty five is closer to what the average the, home is. Yeah, uh, the for median sure. home really is in that area. Yeah, because the highest priced home that sold in the last twelve months was one point two million dollars. Wow. You should go check that out on Zillow. Eight zero one zero East Marengo mm. was a big, like six bedroom, three bath, sixty eight hundred square foot, hundred and eighty feet of river Waterfront. frontage, <laughs> a slide that went into the river. Oh, so I love it. super cool. Uh, and then the lowest price home uh, sold for eighty five, just a, a small two one. 740 square foot bungalow. So nice. lots of opportunity in the Millwood area. And again, a lot of pride of ownership there. Um, so if you're interested in any of the houses that you see on that uh, Millwood search, you can contact us at 509-62-HOUSE. Or, or just obviously if you're on our Facebook page, you can just message us. So. That's right. Uh, all right. Shall we shift gears into yes. some water? I'm very excited about this. So so we've been kind of having fun. Last week we did some, or two weeks ago. Yeah, we, we did like hikes in the area. Right, hikes and in I, the area. And I think what we've we've kind of almost turned a corner a little bit for a while at least in Everreal Talks. Yeah. Talking about like, well, what what why do people love Spokane so much? Why is our market shooting up in value? Why are so many people mm -hmm. moving here? Uh, the nearness to trails and things that we talked about is part of yeah. them. But let's talk about waterfront because we mentioned that, mm -hmm. I don't know, was it like 76 lakes within a reasonable distance of huge, Spokane? It's huge. a ridiculous amount. So what I did is I decided to figure out what are the top five bodies of water that people are buying property on okay. around Spokane. So in Eastern Washington, and I did not count anything in Idaho. Okay. And I determined that by figuring out in the last two years, mm -hmm. the largest number of purchase transactions or closed real estate transactions on all of the bodies of water so last two years, okay. Listings. So I went back a ways because I good. wanted to it's give it to some. It's good to kind of give it. Yeah, I mean, not everybody's buying lake property every single year, so right. I think that was a reasonable distance. So let's do number one. All right, I'm ready. Is the 
Ponderay River, number okay. one, 112 number one. sold pieces of property, and that could be improvements, that could be land, but so, it's okay. on, it's primary on the water. 112. 112. It's a lot. Uh, the median price up there was 210,000. Okay. Uh, highest sold to sorry, 749,000. So basically 750. It was okay. 749,900. And then the lowest was 40,000. So obviously an unimproved piece of property, probably okay. right on the river type mm-hmm. of a thing. Um, distance, I think that's Question. important. Yeah. Are these all primary? They're all primary. There so are the no difference, secondary. So let's just talk about that primary and secondary. So when you do a search in our MLS, you can differentiate between primary and secondary. Primary means you are on the water on the water or there's or your your land is so and you could be like you know way back here and and but as long as everything in front of everything in front of you is is uh belonging to you up to the river and then secondary is not necessarily like just the house behind that it could be a couple of different i mean it could go back a couple different levels primary being of course for most people the most desirable but also the most expensive yeah Absolutely. So, all right. So, good clarifications. Thank you. Uh, some things about this. So, distance. The mm-hmm. Ponderay River, basically, that runs from Lake Ponderay to the Columbia. And so, it goes through Newport, Washington. Okay. So, Newport is about an hour from Spokane. Mm-hmm. And so, just as far as distance, you can get to the uh, Ponderay River within an hour. Okay. And it... You know some of the things that people love about it. It's got it's going to have year-round access in most places because of the fact that the highway goes along the river. So you're okay. going to have like snow access, your snow plowing and access, and obviously on both sides of it. Or? On the south side of okay. it. Okay. Um, and again, depending on the property, your access is going to be different. Okay. But that would be an attractive nature to it. Also, has some of the cool features. It can be very wooded and secluded. Um, when you're on the river for water sports, that allows, like if you're a water skier or a jet skier or a boater or things mm-hmm. like that, you're going to notice that there are several rivers in our top five. And part of that is, is you can just go for a long time. Right. Like, it's not like a lake where you're sure. like, oh, better make a turn real quick because we're at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's mm-hmm. a part of it. I think there's a lot of, in this area, there's a lot of second homes, people that are retiring. They're still close to Spokane yeah. and services and medical and all that kind of stuff. The airport. They're an, but yeah, they're an sure. hour out and they're in the middle of nowhere on waterfront property. Mm, so I think nice. we get a lot of people that retire up into that area. So that's number one. Number one. Got it. All right. Number two. Also a river. Okay. Spokane River. All right. So. Millwood. Uh, what up? Yeah. Right. Straight through the heart of Millwood. <laughs> okay. Uh, 57 properties sold on the Spokane River wow. in the last two years. So that's a pretty huge difference yeah. uh, in number of properties that that's sold. still a lot. I mean, I, I mean, that's the thing. 112 is a ridiculous amount. <laughs> Do you have any reason why that would be, or you don't know why 112? Just because it's awesome. Okay, all right, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I think it's affordable too, as far as like location. It's pretty okay. affordable. That's true. Okay, so so Spokane River, 57 properties. Here's my conjecture on that: is that it's in Spokane. I mean, most of it is anyway. Right. Like it, you're, it's it's one of the few places you can live on water in the heart of Spokane. Right. That median sale price for Spokane River, mm-hmm. five hundred and ten thousand. And what's the difference between that and the last one we just did? Three hundred grand. Okay, that's a huge. It's a big difference. Yeah. Days on market is actually lower to forty-eight. I don't know if I mentioned this. Ponderé is a sixty-nine days on market. Okay. Highest property um, in that two-year span, four million nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand five hundred dollars. Uh, cheapest property, twenty-six thousand five hundred. 
Okay. So kind of a little bit of a, a difference there. <laughs> now I will say this thing about the about the Spokane River. Technically, Spokane River goes all the way from the border of Idaho all the way to the Columbia, and so in our Spokane County MLS, there are, for example, there was this the the least expensive is a single wide in a park that fronts Spokane River. Okay. So you can, I mean, that beautiful thing with that is that pretty much no matter what your price range, you can have access to. That's pretty fantastic. The water of yeah. uh, the Spokane River. That's cool. Obviously, it's year-round because um, it's on, you know, it goes through town. And, um, I mean, that's probably the biggest draw is the fact that it's in Spokane. Sure. And Millwood is going to be probably your most valuable pieces of real estate on the river because mm-hmm. it is in, it's got a community. It's got really close access to I-90 in downtown. And, right. you know, 25 minutes from downtown you're, or less, you're mm-hmm. on the water. Nice. So, uh, all right, let's go number three. Okay. It says it's a lake, but we all know it's a river. Lake Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Okay. Yes. So Lake Roosevelt, for those of you that don't know, that is, first of all, it's massive. It basically goes from Grand Coulee Dam all the way up to Kettle Falls near the Canadian border. Mm-hmm. So absolutely massive. 50 properties sold on Lake Roosevelt Okay. Um, in our MLS. Uh, the median price there, one hundred and fifty-six thousand two hundred and fifty, so a lot Whoa. more affordable. Yeah, it takes way longer for properties to sell, one hundred and twelve days, mm-hmm. so double what it is on yeah, the Spokane River. Yeah, I think I've River. seen some there. That the I'm the thing with Lake it's... Roosevelt is it's further away. Yes, it's it's so broad and I was gonna like say, it's what... decentralized. Yeah, like there's, like there's you... nothing close. Right. You can be super desert. You can be forest. So, I mean, it's just like there's so much on uh, Lake Roosevelt in that respect. I am seeing people, though, a lot more retirees going, you know what? That's where I want to That's where I want to end my you, days. If you go toward this, the more southern end, if you will, down mm-hmm. kind of toward Cooley Dam, it's mm-hmm. a much more arid, kind of warmer climate. Mm-hmm. Not going to get as much snow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a lot hotter in the summertime. Yeah. But uh, but again, and uh, look at the affordability. If you're on a budget retiring and you can buy a property for 156,000 bucks, that's pretty, 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 pretty reasonable. Pretty, pretty. So that's Lake Roosevelt. The other thing about Lake Roosevelt, as far as water sports, you literally could boat for days. Sure. Like you could just go for. Yeah. And it's like a lake as well. And there are some, yeah, it's, it's, it's huge because it's the Columbia. Right. So that's one of those places. I'd like to go back in time and see. Yeah, right? That would be a totally different world there. Yeah. All right, number four, mm-hmm. Deer Lake. Really? Yeah. Deer Lake. Good old Deer Lake. Well, that's a nice uh, little lake. 41 properties sold in the last two years. Okay. Medium price, 250000 Mm-hmm. Right in kind of the average of our days on market at 67 Okay. Uh, highest property in the last two years, $719,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, least expensive, forty five. Again, probably just unimproved land. Okay. Um, it's the here's the biggest attraction for Deer Lake is that it is a year-round lake, so it has access year-round. That's huge. Um, it's only 54 minutes from downtown Spokane, mm-hmm. and it's only 36 minutes from the north side. Like if you yeah. plug in the Target up at the, on the north side of Spokane, you're mm-hmm. 36 minutes to the lake. Right. So that's really attractive. I know a lot of people that will buy cabins in that area because they can head up after work on a Friday, right. be there and less than an hour, mm-hmm. spend the whole weekend and come home. So it becomes, they can come it home becomes a true, Monday. They can go straight to work on yeah, a Monday. Yeah, they can go on Monday morning. Some people will literally commute in the summertime. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're used to a multi-hour commute in California, sure. to live on the lake and then commute to downtown for in 54 minutes, it's not a big deal at all. Right. Um, all right, last one. Okay. Drum roll, please. Number five is Long Lake. 
Oh. Or Lake Spokane. Long Lake is what we know it here. Um, so that Sp- is... It's called Lake Spokane as well? Yeah, I think it is. It's technically the Spokane River. So it's between Long Lake Dam and Nine Mile Falls Dam. Okay, so okay. that's Long Lake up there in Nine oh, Mile. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so again, a river that became a lake. I mean, Deer Lake is the only one that's a true lake. Everything else is a river. Hmm, that's um, very interesting. Median price, 543000 55 days on the market. Highest was 963,000 and then the lowest 110,000. Okay. That's a big uh, again, I mean, that's, a lot of access and you Everything is bumped up there a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I think it again, it's closer to Spokane. You're going to you also have some really big property up there right, that more aren't, land. that have land that go down to the river, but a lot of some of them are way high up on the Gosh, you know what? If I am if I'll tell you what. If I am in Seattle right now yeah. and I've got a house that's worth seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and i could move to spokane and live live on one of these water you know have a waterfront park property and work remotely i'm done yeah guess, done. guess what COVID's gonna do for our market oh my goodness gracious who needs to live in seattle to work in seattle not very many people we'll see <laughs> all right so as we wrap it up here let's talk a yeah. little bit of our numbers um, we haven't done that for a while. Active listings on the MLS right now, 655. That's 1.07 months of inventory. We're just kind of right staying in the same zone there. Yeah. Um, pending listings, we've got 1,451. Again, pretty similar to what we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, median sold price right now is 280,000. So we're kind of bouncing, bouncing around between here. 300 yeah. and yeah. Okay. And so I would say bottom line is that housing affordability is staying strong due to the continued low interest rates. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Even though prices have gone up a lot, which since January, I was looking at the numbers, um, 8.6% growth through the end of June. Um, as of in 2020, Mm-hmm. Um, the growth in 2019 was almost 13%. So just a lot of significant growth, yes. but because the rates have been so low, right. it might be hard for buyers to find property, but the affordability is actually lower than it has been or, or higher rather than it has been some other months in prior years for Spokane. So, um, if buyers can find a house, everybody's winning right now because sellers are getting a lot and, uh, buyers still can afford it. So here we go. I think that, uh, that is a wrap for today. I think so. We'll see you next week. If we can help you with any real estate needs, 509-62 house, or you can find us on social media at E-V-O-R-E-A-L. We'll talk to you later. Bye guys. Bye.